Welcome to the Canicuck Institute podcast, where we continue to equip leaders with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. Hi guys, this is Keith Chancy coming at you live from the Canicuck Institute studio here in Lampy, Missouri. I'm so excited today to bring you the second part of chapter 3, verses 10 through 17. And I'm so excited just to kind of give you some encouragement. You know, last week we were talking about the last days and guys, you know, I said this, that, you know, it's not that important that we understand if we're in the last days, but it's important for us to live as if today is the last day. And I want to really encourage you guys to get out there and make a difference for Christ. You know, we, we understand there's difficult times that are going to be there, but I want you guys to realize God is a gracious God and he loves you guys and he wants the very best for your life. So as I look to verse 10 here in chapter 3 of uh, 2 Timothy, here's what it says. He says, Paul says to Timothy, Now you followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, perseverance. Guys, he says, guys, listen to me. There's a lot of good things here. You followed my teachings. You followed the way I've lived. You followed my purpose in life. You've seen my faith. You've seen my patience. You've seen my love. You've seen my perseverance. Paul says, you have seen me go through difficult times. Now he says in verse 11, persecutions and sufferings such as happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, Lystra, persecutions I endured. And out of all this, the Lord rescued me. Guys, what a great statement. Three words. Lord rescued me. Guys, do y'all believe that the Lord can rescue you? I'm going to give you a story that I, I tell you, my wife wanted to knock me out. You know, I was doing a wedding down in Dallas and we were living up here in Missouri and, and uh, we're flying out of uh, Harrison, Arkansas on what we call the little puddle jumpers. And we go down there and right when we get there, as we're going, it starts raining. And the people there in that little airport said, you know what? This plane is not going to take off today because the weather's gotten too bad. But if you get to Springfield and you beat the storm, you can fly out of Springfield and you make it to Dallas. Well, my wife was not happy about the alternative that this woman gave to us because she says, God is telling us not to go to Dallas because this plane got stopped. We were praying if we're to go that that plane would be going. But now there's an alternative route. And so I said, sweetie, I've got to do that wedding. And so I'm thinking logically, I've got to go. I've got to do everything I can to get to Dallas. And so my wife is kind of frustrated and rightfully so. I'm kind of, she says, you're kind of running against God. And I don't really see it that way because there's two ways to see everything. And we jump in the car and off I go to Springfield. Well, we're making time. And we get there really in quick time. And, and we jump out of the car and we run into the airport. And they said, the plane's just about to leave. And we run and get on. And my wife is going, you have broken every rule to get here. We should not get on that plane, sweetie. I'm telling you. And we get on that plane. And we sit down and, and the plane starts to take it. Says, Everybody get in your seatbelt. We're going to beat this storm. It's right there. We're going to make it. And off we go. And my wife is kind of sitting right beside me. And, and uh, as we get up, we head right into a thunderhead. And I mean, our plane is shaking and it's wobbling left and right. 
And I'm kind of laughing. I'm going, oh, my word, sweetie, this is crazy. And she she just is not having it because she's going, this is persecutions. This is suffering that we've brought upon ourselves. What are you doing, sweetie? Well, I did. I put us in that plane, and, and I, I didn't really see it as going against God. I just saw it as a way that if we could beat that storm, we could get to the wedding. I could do the wedding. It'd be a good thing, and, and it would be the right thing. Well, this storm, I don't think we beat it. And about that time, it is shaking so bad. There's about 20 people on this plane, and, and the plane is, is jumping. I mean, it's kind of going, it's going, and then it's dropping. And when I say dropping, you know, maybe, you know, 40, 50 feet, it's dropping, and it's just, boom, it's just so bouncy. I can't even believe it. Finally, it kind of glides out a little bit, and it smooths out, and the lady starts coming down, giving drinks, and all of a sudden, guys, out of nowhere, the plane drops like a thousand feet and the whole tray goes up into the top of the plane. The lady, the steward, goes up in the top of the plane. She hits her head. She collapses. She's unconscious. I jump out into the deal, grab her, throw her into the chair, clip her into the seatbelt. The plane starts going over to the left, starts going to the right. And all of a sudden, it starts going to the left, and it literally is perpendicular, and it comes back, and I'm looking around the plane. The lady's still unconscious. I'm trying to help her. Everybody on the plane is screaming. My wife is slugging me, <laughs> and I'm just going, this is unbelievable what just happened. And as I'm doing, as I'm going through all this, you know, I'm kind of laughing, but then all of a sudden, I turned to my wife. And I said, oh, man. I'm kind of nervous now. And she now starts pounding me in the arm. She says, you cannot be afraid of all things. You can never. I said, sweetie, you're right. I am not afraid. But at this time, everybody's throwing up. The waitress is now coming conscious. I've got ice on her forehead. I'm sitting in my chair just putting the ice on her forehead. My wife, I cannot tell you how angry she was at me because she says I'm going against the will of God. And you know what, guys? I got to say, that illustration is a good one. For how ignorant that you can be. And y'all heard me already. I've, I've, I've scuba dived in ignorance. And now I'm on a plane in ignorance. I got to admit, I'm one ignorant mug. I, I, and I apologize for that. But Paul is saying, guys, persecutions and sufferings such as these that happened in Antioch, Icona, Lystra, persecutions I endured. And we're going to be persecuted, guys. But the Lord rescued us. That day on that plane, I just cannot tell you anything other than the Lord rescued us. We end up getting through this, and the whole way to Dallas, it's like that. It's miserable. He ends up landing in Dallas, and we were so thankful. And everyone on the plane is like, oh, my gosh. And the, the steward is, is, is thanking me for, you know, helping her in a, in a chair. And I'm thankful I was there. But, you know, I don't know if we're always thankful for the persecutions that we go through. Because sufferings are real. They're not fun. You know, y'all have heard me talk about, you know, when Callie was born she was born her kidney was uh malconstructed in her in her side and they had to do a major surgery on her and watching her go through that 19 hour surgery and all the things she had to go through before and after that it broke my heart and and I just kept going God why would she have to go through this well I look at her today and I see because she went through that I see her ability to go through persecutions I see her ability to handle a lot on her plate. She's not bothered by a lot. She just has an elegance in how she goes through difficult times. 
I saw God build in her strength through a lot of the pain. I saw God build in me and Karen when we had three miscarriages and a baby that died in my arms. I've seen God use very, very, very difficult things to build in us our true character. And so as I see this, Paul is saying, guys, God rescued us. And he says in verse 2, Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus, they will be persecuted. Guys, the thing that you and I have to realize is that we will be persecuted. There's going to be difficult times. People are going to talk about your faith. They're going to make fun of your family. They're going to make fun of your kids. And they're not going to like you. And we have to realize, we did not come into this world to be liked by the world, but to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's time that we quit worrying about what we can't control and start controlling what we can. To send our kids to schools to make a difference for Christ. But we have a responsibility to raise up our kids to be mighty warriors for Christ. That we are different and we're difference makers. And that in our job, we're not just wanting to quit our job because it gets tough in our job. But we want to have a ministry within our job. We're going to share Christ with our boss, with the people that we work with. We're going to bring donuts to work and we're going to have a donut ministry. And we're going to, hey, how can I pray for you? And let's start a Bible study and let's take back what the devil's been taken away. And let's really begin to do what only we can do. We are going to be persecuted. In verse 13 says, but evil men and imposters, that what they're going to do is they're, they're, they're going to proceed from bad to worse. They're going to deceive and they're going to continue being deceived. But we, however, Christians... Continue in the things that you've learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from the childhood you have known the sacred writings, which are able to give you wisdom and to lead to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Guys, we've been given something that's so great. We've been given salvation through the sacred writings of God from all the way from the Old Testament. It has been prophesied that Christ would one day come to the earth. We see this in Genesis 3:15 that the head of Satan would be uh, that the head of Satan would be crushed but the heel of Christ would be bruised all the way from Genesis 3 we see Christ in the Old Testament we see him redeemed in the New Testament guys we have got to get pumped up for what we believe is salvation and we've got to start living it because verse 16 says all scripture is inspired of God Profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so the man of God will be equipped for every good work. Guys, it is time that we understand that the scripture has been inspired by God, breathed out by God, that the Bible was written by men that had different stories, but it was breathed into them by God, and they used their stories to talk about God. They used their minds, they used their vocabulary. They used their words, their their struggles, all that they had to talk about the infallibleness of God. And so it is important that we understand that the scriptures and, and are so important that the Bible writers were inspired, inspired to write the story of God and that nothing of this can be taken out of context. So when we see this, we go, man, I need to stand on God's word. The over 300 prophecies of the Old Testament that point the shadowings that point to the Savior, Jesus, and that this Jesus would die on the cross, raise it from the grave, and that we would be understanding of why we're here, that our understanding of why we're here is to teach others 
the instructions of God's word to teach his words and that we would help them understand the reproofs that there would be rebuke for bad behavior or wrong beliefs and that we'd expose those that are wrong and that we would correct bad theology and that we'd help people understand the real thing that brings happiness is not conforming to the world but be transformed by the renewing of the mind and that guys through this we can make a difference in our world for Christ but never do we give in Paul said it so good guys and here's how I'll close today the last days are coming we don't know when they'll be but the only thing that we can control is today and how I base my life is on Jesus and the prophecy of Christ that he's born of a virgin prophesied all the way back in Isaiah and that we would have this understanding that he'd be beaten he'd be scourged that he'd be crucified that we see this in the Old Testament and that, guys, we know this happened because you and I are looking backwards. We've seen it that it has happened. The Word of God says it happened. And that, guys, because we know this, let it change the way we live. We've been equipped for every good work. Let's make a difference. Let's go out there and train people in righteousness. That we would be godly men and godly women that are unwilling to sacrifice the Word of God or the truth of God for the lies that are out there. John 8, the devil is a liar and he is an ultimate liar. So can I ask you guys a question that I've asked you before? What is the lie that you believe that's causing you not to be as faithful at your job, in life, or whatever you're doing in your ministry, your church? The devil is trying to attack us from the inside out. And guys, I want you today to be encouraged that we have a God that gave us the word that gave us his life, and he rescued us. But he wants us to know you will be persecuted. It will not be without difficulty. But guys, don't give up. Don't give in because he gave out his life to you. He is the one true God. And he wants you guys to find joy, peace, and happiness through your relationship with Jesus. Guys, go out, make disciples, tell them about Jesus, but don't ever quit doing what we need to do for the glory of God. Hey guys, I hope you're having a great day and I hope this word is encouraging to you because it's sure been encouraging to me to get out there, to not be controlled by my struggles or my sufferings, but to put those sufferings to the side and live ultimately for Christ. Hey, have the best day ever. God bless. Bye now.